I've just made a decision. We're going on a Labor Day vacation. Oh, no way. Shut up. <laughs> We're going to go where people pretend they want to go when they can't afford to go someplace good. We're going to see America. We take no map, we'll follow the sun. We'll stay in cheap motels and steal what we need along the way. We go west, past the cheese factories where the air is fresh, the sky is big, and a man can still kill his dinner with his car. Guys, tomorrow we put the pedal to the metal and we ride with the wind. Let's rock. I get a woman. No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Ash. My name's Al, and I'm the guy who's about to run amok with a meat cleaver if I don't have any fun, so let's get this thing going. I'm Jamie. I'm back from my two-week vacation. And I'm Dan. He's back. He's cool. He's dry. Until he goes to sleep. Wait, Jamie, you've been on two-week vacation. You didn't know I was gone? No. Oh, that must mean you have Patreon, because I wasn't gone if you're a patron. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, that's right, guys. Last week, we, we released the season for wrap-up show, uh, so there was a little gap in between the uh, generally released show, and if you're a patron of our show, you got to hear the season four wrap-up show, and if you didn't, that's really sad, because what a great time it was. We had Jamie, Dan, Jerry, and myself, all four of us, on that show, and it was like so fully fleshed out and such a great time had by all yep exclusivity yeah <laughs> you guys should really get the full married with children podcast experience while it's happening don't uh do it all at once at the end or anything you want to live the show out with us guys so definitely uh get on patreon and uh support your show that's all yeah that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend checking that one out. Man, can you imagine someone stumbling onto the show like in the tenth season and like, oh man, I love Married with Children, oh, and then like starting from the beginning? That would take forever. Oh man. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, um, it's cooler to take the ride with us because as things change and happen and everything, we're on top of it. Like TMZ is still hounding Bud Bundy to. Uh, to do a marriage <laughs> they keep asking him about it. every time this guy's on videotape they ask him about that and he gave his newest answer which is the same old answer everyone's down for it but there's just some legal issues to work out <clears throat> i can't imagine what those could be but whatever and from what i heard from ed o'neill he sort of alluded that only bud is saying this stuff whatever well this show is follow the uh we'll follow the sun the Bundys get caught in Labor Day traffic. So, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> uh, well, the opening shot of this episode is pretty important to our podcast because when I first said, well, what's the presentation of the podcast going to be production-wise, I um, 
said, well, it's like a radio show and you hear it through radio or speakers, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Let's do something that relates to uh, radio for our podcast and Married with Children. Um, I certainly didn't want to do anything that was going on in those that weird college episode like when Steve came back later on very late on in the seasons and they had like a radio station I wanted nothing to do with that um I wanted it to be more <laughs> like the real Bundys from the, the the golden years at least so I said well let's have like something that they play in the radio somewhere and I just remember Al smashing uh a radio with a bat and I said oh let me look for that one and I looked it up <laughs> and found it and it's kind of perfect you know he's like Hey, Chicago, what a day for a daydream. Show me an unhappy man today, and I'll show you a... A shoe salesman, Jim. <laughs> so that is how we opened up our very first Mayor of Children. And since then... Uh, the intro clips have evolved. I used to, after that, I said, well, let me obviously use one from the episode we're reviewing. Mm -hmm. What I would do is try to find maybe the funniest line of the show or just one that is a great kickstarting joke for our podcast. But then it eventually evolved into now I just choose a clip that kind of encapsulates the major plot line of the episode. Right. Whatever sets up the entire show. That way you get pumped up like... Oh, I won two weeks with Jim Jupiter, and then you get Let's Rock, you know? So, yes. and, and that kind of gets you pumped to get into that whole thing. So that's that's what I do now. I'll probably always do that. Yeah, man, and I, I always like the the uh, season openers like that that kind of set the tone. Like, I'm big on on scenes that, that uh, open every show, you know, or, or end a show, but especially, like, uh, you got – you got everybody coming back for the season openers. Like, you know, like you just said, you've been gone on vacation, you know, everybody's coming back. It's always fun to see how, how they start off, you know, because I've always been a fan of that. And I've noticed that that's a, that's a common theme. Like you got to come out swinging, no pun intended. And uh, <laughs> I would say that I would say that Al definitely did that. And I think it just sets the tone too. And it fits this show so perfectly where it's just like, yeah, we're back. Yeah, no, it was perfect. Like, okay, we know what we're back to again. Yep. I think the opening of this season was just amazing all around. Every right. one of the, the first five or so minutes of this show, yep. or just basically through everyone's inter introduction, I think was perfection. You know, um, Peggy's all excited about the new television season, which is kind of hilarious because they're on TV. <laughs> we find out Kelly finally graduated high school, which, you know, last time we left her, she was going to have to go to summer school because of her mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Bud, of course, is excited about starting school. And then we have Marcy coming back with a new haircut. Uh, yeah, that might not be the best thing, but yeah. I don't know. I just thought it, it was fantastic. Like everyone got introduced, you know, we went right into it, and I was like, God, they are on fire. The jokes were very funny. They were just, they were on fire. When Marcy came in, it reminded me of uh, Pacey in season two when he came back with his frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jamie, you sound a little tired. Uh, did you eat your coffee this morning? <laughs> Life is good. 
That's good stuff. For him, it is, actually. <laughs> it's better than nothing. So then we get an iconic line that we will hear on Facebook oh, yeah. and the internet forever. Hi, honey. <laughs> Did you miss me? With every bullet so far. <laughs> With every bullet so far. <laughs> I have seen that hundreds of times in my life in various places. Yeah. That is just iconic. Yeah. And yeah, let's not gloss over the people who should get credit for this. So director Jerry Cohen, who actually um, did a few different directing choices this episode with the way he shot people. Writers Ron Levitt and Michael Moy, the two creators, wrote this episode. This is Season 5, Episode 1. It aired September 23rd, 1990. So it was the start of the new fall season, just like it said on Peg's TV Guide. And just like uh, Marcy said, too, that's so 80s. (laughs) Yeah, they really wanted to show people that they are not in the 80s anymore, and this this is the new stuff here. Yep. She starts reading her TV guide, like Jamie said. She's excited about the new season of shows. Because today is the day the new fall preview issue of TV Guide comes out. <laughs> oh, look at it, Al. It's still warm. <laughs> I'll pass it over my coffee. Are you so jaded that even the new TV season doesn't get you going? I mean, look at these new shows. Everything's coming up, Maggie. Hijinks ensue when Maggie, Chastity Bono, (laughs) accidentally becomes vice president of the United States. Saturdays. Ooh, and look, we are family. A Chinese family with three children. (laughs) I get it. We are family. Uh, Grandmaster and the Gopher? <laughs> I wonder if that's where they came up with Grandmaster B. Dude, it has to be, right? It has to be. I used to do that, too, when back when we had TV guides. Yep. And you actually counted on the TV guide to oh, know yeah. what was on television. And honestly, I got to tell you, I miss it because life was so much simpler then. At the begin- and this is so nerdy and lame, but at the beginning of every fall season. Yep. I would always get the TV guide and I would go through and I would plan out my week for my evening. And of course, back then I was younger and I didn't have a whole lot going on, you know, (laughs) but I would like highlight stuff. And I would especially my favorite thing to do was uh, around Halloween. I would go through the the TV guide around Halloween and make sure I watched every Halloween special that was coming and all of that. And now the only thing I can do is around Halloween time, do a search on the DVR for all the words I can think of that might lead to Halloween. Right. <laughs> and then like I'll set various Halloween specials and stuff to record. But honestly, I think it was easier when you had like the when you had it in front of you. And yep. that's gone now, right? You know, I don't even know. I can't even tell you the last time I saw a TV guide in the store. I assume it's still there, but I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, the irony of like today with all the streaming services and everything too, and I know I'm not saying anything new here because I, everybody's been in this position before where I spend more time just looking for something than I actually do watching it. Like, oh, I well, yeah. It's I like a running decide. joke. 
it's it, it's ridiculous though. Like you would think that you'd be like, oh, I am all set. Like I could sit here and bang out this season. I just get so distracted. There's just so much going on. Like, oh, this movie's on here now, and you totally abandon like the two episodes of Twin Peaks that you started like two months ago. <laughs> you know? Well, we have like we do the thing where like you know, let's watch something. You want to watch something? Okay. Yeah. So then we'll hit Voodoo. We'll see it. Uh, we'll hit uh, Netflix. We'll hit Prime. We'll hit Shutter. And two hours later, <laughs> we might decide on something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Well, guys, um, TV Guide is still alive on the internet. There is a TVGuide.com. So. <laughs> That's not the same. Peg would have to be on her iPhone these days going through TV Guide on her phone. So it just doesn't have the same charm to it, but it is what it is. So Kelly comes in in a hotter pale green dress, like pastel green or whatever, than the other dress I didn't like. This one is is hotter on her, this outfit. Uh, Looks like she got her diploma in the mail, which is perfect because she couldn't have got it any other way because we know she went to summer school. (laughs) <laughs> the babes will be calling up plenty soon I'm a senior now <laughs> the mover, shaker I'm the man I've got the juice Yep When I was a freshman They flushed my head down the toilet When I was a sophomore They flushed my head down the toilet When I was a junior I was getting cool So they let me flush it myself But now, I'm a senior and ready to rule. This year, he's back. He's cool. He's dry. Until he goes to sleep. Now that Jerry Cohen is doing, like, different shots, he's doing this new thing now. If you guys noticed, did you notice that you see, like, closer shots of people now? Yes, I did. He started doing this thing where he shoots from the chest up, and they basically fill out the frame. You know, whoever's talking. Now, he did it with Al a bunch of times, but now he's doing it with everyone? Yep. You could see that Bud does have zits. Remember how he always, like, (laughs) Kelly would mention, uh, like, uh, do I spell man or what? She's like, maybe if you connect your zits. (laughs) Things like that. And Roy's like, he doesn't have zits. He almost has a perfect complexion. Why does she say that? I actually saw some blemishes now on the left side of his face um, when he was talking in that when they gave him his close-up. So it turns out Kelly has not been lying all these years. We just never got a good shot at Bud like all that. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I used to think that when I go back to school as a senior that things are going to be different. Like, remember in the movie Grease, uh, Rizzo's like, we're seniors, now we're going to rule the school. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, not really, you just still walk through the hallways, you still go to your classes, and that's about it. And you talk to your friends, and you don't rule anything, nothing changes, <laughs> you know, you just hope. You're a little more savvy now with chicks or whatever, and you, you have better pickup lines, and you're cooler now, and you're not so timid. That's about all it really changes. I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe people have ruled the school. I don't know. I feel like uh, if there was one movie that would show that, and they weren't even seniors yet, they were going into their senior year, was uh, was Days and Confused. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I spent my two weeks off at a seminar. You are what you were. So you are a chicken. 
from the bad haircut. You know, that would have bothered me before, when I was what I'm not. But now that I am what I was, I was what I am. Stand back, she's getting ready to eat spinach, and then her tattoo will get all big. Sing along with me, everybody. I Popeye the Sailor Man. Popeye the Sailor Man. I am what I am, and that's all what I am. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm one top puzzle. You moron, it's not I am what I am. That's 80s. The point is, I'm confident and renewed. So confident, in fact, that I stopped by my bank and demanded my old job back. And after 20 minutes of fruging on my boss's desk in my slip, while the other tellers toss quarters at me, I am once again what I was, a dignified bank manager. Yeah! Now she's a bank manager, and I'm actually glad about this, because don't you think Marcy's character suits her better when she's uppity and she's, like, above the Bundys and a lot of, like... Yes. Right? Like, to be a bank teller, okay, it's a fun joke for the downward spiral of Steve and all that, but... Right. She really, truly belongs in this type of position in life. Just her... Everything about her persona. Yeah. It only took her 20 minutes of fruging on the boss's desk in her slip. (laughs) <laughs> would tell her throwing quarters at her. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I love about it. She's so uppity, but then, you know, <laughs> she did that to get there. And that's why I love this show. I thought it was really odd that Marcy just walks in the Bundy house and just left the door wide open. Why do you think she did that? Mm. So Buck's girlfriend could come in. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't reach the doorknob. yeah i love that anytime anytime somebody walks in the bundy house and leaves the door open you could rest assured that we're getting some kind of entrance or exit joke (laughs) it's for a reason yeah always (laughs) and we've talked about this before i didn't notice that till you just said that but that's a very good point Oh, dude all the time it's great (laughs) there's always a gag with it yep All right, guys, so the title episode, We'll Follow the Sun, which Al says aloud in this episode, is actually a Beatles song. And I knew that because I was a fan of the Beatles growing up. And I guess it's a summer vacation phrase, too. Now, here's the thing. The production number of this episode is 0502, because obviously season five, you know, episode two. But there is actually a 0501. And it's Al with Kelly, which is Kelly gets sick and Al is forced to play nursemaid. That was supposed to be the season opener. And I guess they swapped it because just like Jamie said, this makes so much. And how could, isn't that weird that they're, because Jamie, like all these introductions, I'm back, I'm back, I graduated, new job, right. TV guy. Like, why wouldn't this be the first? So that's kind of strange. I mean, is it possible that they filmed the other one and then they were like, well, this is this doesn't make sense as a season opener. And then they. Yeah. Or they could have just filmed it out of sequence, knowing very well that this was going uh, during the first one. But just because of certain... ah, maybe because the, the car stuff, they couldn't get the location. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or, yeah, I guess anything, you know, maybe uh, their their schedules, you know. Um... Right. Right. I bet you it's the car. I don't know, stuff. It could be anything. Yeah. 
But it's like, because look at that location, you know? I mean, it's such it's yeah. so different. So maybe they're like, listen, we can't get you the car set. This show's using this this studio or this lot tonight or right. this, this week or whatever. Uh, we can get you next week. Just uh, let's get them done, you know, early. Just air that one first, whatever. Like that could have definitely been what happened. Yeah, because they're only in the house for the first five minutes, and then they're they're stuck in traffic the whole rest of the episode. Yeah, so most of the shooting was there, right? Yeah. Yep. That set reminded me of falling down. Yeah, oh my god, yes. Good call. Wow, I gotta see that now. Oh, I really love that movie. I think that uh, Michael Douglas is... is... Oh, I'm sure. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying I avoided it. I never really had the opportunity, honestly. Like, I just never made an effort to watch it, but I was always curious, and I never had an opportunity, really, in the last 15 years. So if it's on Netflix, I will definitely watch it. That's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yep. You know what you need? A good night job. (laughs) Is that all I am to you? An oxen to be worked in the field until he drops dead? Well, gee, honey, what did you think you were to us? Well, perhaps husband, perhaps father, perhaps the man who's about to run amok with a meat cleaver if he doesn't have any fun. (laughs) Apparently, I've just made a decision. We're going on a Labor Day vacation. Oh, no way. Shut up. TV season. I do not want to miss the special premiere of Grandmaster and the Gopher. It's an hour drama with comic overtones about a rapper who goes to the center of the earth and raps with the mole people. Oh, and look, Sally Struthers is the queen. I am talking about vacation, litter of my loins. Now, I shall tell you where we will holiday. We're going to go where people pretend they want to go when they can't afford to go someplace good. We're going to see America. We take no map, we'll follow the sun. We'll stay in cheap motels and steal what we need along the way. We go west, past the cheese factories where the air is fresh, the sky is big, and a man can still kill his dinner with his car. Guys, tomorrow we put the pedal to the metal and we ride with the wind. But when was Bud going to be going to school? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. school starts right around Labor Day. Now, at this time, he definitely would have been in school. Like, it would have collided with his school schedule. Well, they would have been. Labor Day was September 3rd. In September 19- 3rd, yeah. Yeah, and s- school starts in August. So, mm-hmm. not me. Is he, it's funny you said that. For me, my birthday was usually Labor Day. I was born September 6th. So, mm-hmm. and my birthday week or day usually meant going back to school. It was oh, miserable. Wow. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. I live in New England, so it varies because of snow days. So, like, they could be, we could go back to school, like, a month earlier than usual. Mm. And when I wow. say usual, that's because usually there are so many snow days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So they make you make it up ahead of time? It's ridiculous, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the bunnies are starting their vacation, and they start and stop pretty quickly, actually, because <laughs> yeah, they, they hit the road. Um, they they just pretty much left their house, it seems, 
and they have been stuck in traffic. They haven't moved in two hours by the time we saw them. And they're just <laughs> sitting there in silence. And it's like, Al, put the radio on. Do something, you know? Like, that's what I was thinking in the very beginning. They're just sitting there in silence. Peg's reading the TV guide. And Al's been sitting there for two hours, but he never put the car in park. <laughs> yeah, right? Wouldn't his leg begin tired? Like, he literally said... I'm just going to put the car in park and just sit here if you don't stop complaining. It's like, you haven't done that? <laughs> that used to be a thing with me, though, when i get into a traffic jam. As soon as I would put it in park, the <laughs> traffic would start moving again. It would go, right. Yeah. That's why I do it. I know. It's like, I know that you, the world wants to screw me over by making me stop doing that. So that just means that I'm going to keep moving. Right. <laughs> exactly. Can't hold you down. Yeah, you can't really stop me. I'll find a way to make it work for me. <laughs> now, it's funny this happened. What's funny it all happened because Al talking about working to death, working till you die, being overworked, being in traffic, all this stuff. It all happened to me just last night. I had to work 18 hours yesterday from 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Wow. Then I go to drive home. And traffic is dead stopped at 1 o'clock in the morning, all on Route 80 by my house. What? And I looked on this app, and it was for like two miles. It was red. Why? Check this out, though. Luckily, right where it started, one quarter mile up the road is a different exit that I know how to take all the back roads home. Mm. Can you believe that? So if I didn't know that... I would have just sat there for hours. I still don't understand. Or what if you had figured it out after you passed that exit? Oh. And then that would have, damn it. I mean, that would have been, oh, that would have made me so angry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, especially if you had gone, you know, just a couple cars past (laughs) the exit, and it's right there, and you're sitting there. (laughs) Daddy? What? Are we there yet? If you don't shut up, I'm going to put the car in park and just sit here. Ooh. Hey, could you control them? I'm trying to drive. Will we be back by next Thursday, honey? Look, none of this about a nun who's had enough. Karen Valentine is Sister Lash. Your worst nightmare, a nun with a gun. Jamie, do you like sitting in traffic? I love it. No. <laughs> I work four minutes from my house. Oh, get out of <laughs> here, man. <laughs> it is the best thing in the world. <laughs> hey, guys, let's do a sing-along. Ready? Oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. The cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn and the cow... Oh, no? Nobody? Okay. Will you shut the hell up? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Now, I know what'll take our minds off this. How about a family sing-along? Well, I don't know, honey. You sure you can sing and pay attention to the road at the same time? (laughs) Don't make me pull over, Peg. Okay. With me. Oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. Oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. Nelly in the belly in the barn and the farmer said it would do no harm. Second verse, same as the first. A little bit louder but a little bit worse. Everybody. Oh, the cow kicked Nelly in the belly in the barn. Would you shut the hell up? Are you talking to me? No, I'm yelling at you. 
Shut the hell up! And Jamie, I'm sure, loved this moment. I did when the whole family just oh. turned around and for just compl- out of pure spite yep. started singing at the top of their lungs along with Al. <laughs> even though 30 seconds previous to that, they wouldn't, they couldn't be bothered. But yeah. And uh, we could call my dad an idiot and tell him to shut up, but you can't. Right. That's That's the Bundy mentality. It's like, now you're going after one of ours. We all band together. And sing the cow kick Nelly in unison. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! And if I don't? (laughs) Then you'll be gumming the cow kick Nelly. (laughs) Take the wheel, Peg. Al gets out of the car and he walks or, and the, the guy gets out of his car and it looks like the guy just wants to talk it out or something and Al just goes right for his throat <laughs> <laughs> starts choking him out on the hood of his car oh by the way his beautiful red Mustang convertible which Al uh, or Peg yeah, I guess you could say won in How Do I Love Thee mm-hmm. so that's I love how she has that car and Al has the Dodge right because that totally is just, you know, it encapsulates their entire relationship. Well, guys, sadly, you never see this red Mustang ever again on Married with Children. Uh, judging by the end of this episode, it may have been destroyed. We don't really know. And one really cool thing is that, uh, this is just random, of course, that Peg mentions from her TV guide a show called All Night Security Dude. And that's the name of a future episode in this season. So, (laughs) Al's choking him out. The wife calls Al a moron. Peggy slaps her up, starts kicking her ass. Well, because she calls her a painted hussy. Well, she calls her a painted (laughs) hussy before Peg hits her. Yeah, that's painted. That's great. Uh, Bud and Kelly even get into it with their kids. Uh, Kelly punches the crap out of the oh, door. Oh, she kicks, yeah. Over yeah. and over and over. She must have got about ten punches in there, it seems, uh, <laughs> in the duration. It was just repeat punches. So that side of that girl's face, boy, I mean, that is just bad. <laughs> and uh, Bud was getting his, too. Oh, yeah, he was wailing on the sun. But I like what he does to the sun in the second battle, though, but... Is that it? Yeah. Let's go. The second battle. (laughs) It's so good they just go right back into it. (laughs) Even though we're all in the midst of a fight here, which is like, you know, life or death possibly if you get hit the wrong way. No, traffic still takes precedence over this. They uh, they they all stop fighting, all jump back in their cars. Now I understand why the other family did because they were losing anyway. So what are they? They're not really invested here. I think Al. I don't know if he rotated his tire one half of a turn, and traffic was dead stop again. <laughs> so <laughs> and you hear engines starting up again too when that happens. I think so. It's funny. Al wouldn't even put his car in park. Uh, before he had to get out of it, but other people turned their cars off. Yep. 
and let's not even get into start stop quote unquote technology because that's just a monument to idiocy. And I was wondering how come gas never came into play too. I always thought that leaving the car running the whole time, somebody would run out of gas or that'd be an issue. Right. But no, traffic stops. So they all get out and then they start fighting again. And this time the guy definitely just wants to talk it out. He's like, hey, listen, we're not animals. And Al just, (laughs) uh, it is funny. Al wants to say nothing. He felt, we already spoke our words. You disrespected me. You threatened me. Let's rock. Doesn't that kind of like pretty much give give you an idea of the Bundys all together? Like we're not even gonna we're not even gonna talk this out. We're just gonna go right for the jugular because you know who we are by now. You've been watching us for five seasons, right. and we're just gonna go all out, you know. And it was it was a, a kind of a step into just the physical comedy aspect, which is funny. But I feel like because we know them and we know <laughs> that they are such badasses together, like you guys said, like yeah. the the Bundys as a hole they just they just got right out of that car and kicked ass several times oh yeah no it was great and we should definitely uh talk about some of these people so the guy that al's beating up his real name is eric menyuk and it sounds like i just said a word in klingon but (laughs) he's famous for star trek believe it or not oh is he so yeah it's pretty funny now this guy in this episode his name was jerry Remember, yep. she says, Jerry, don't argue, uh, you know, you're fighting a moron or whatever. He comes back in 1993 <laughs> for the episode Peggy and the Pirates, which is iconic. Peg's reading a story to seven. It's season seven, obviously. Episode 18, which I'm surprised he was there that long. Um, I know that he wasn't in a lot. They cut him back way back. And then finally got rid of him. I didn't even know it lasted that long with that kid. But So wait, so that was the episode that their Jerry came back. And that will also be our episode that our Jerry comes back. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Wow. This guy is known for Star Trek The Next Generation. He has this weird head. It's not like a Klingon exactly. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. They put something on his head. He's known as the Traveler in the Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> wow, that's ironic, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah. So then he he's famous for The Babysitter with Alicia Silverstone. Do you remember the movie The Air Up There with Kevin Bacon? Of course. Wait, is it that the one where he goes to, like, Africa? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> what the... Just looking at that cover is laughable i don't i don't know any any uh you know information beforehand about that movie but i have a feeling that that movie got made because of cool runnings i just have a feeling (laughs) i i have to see this now this looks like the (laughs) dumbest movie ever created the cover is laughable (laughs) that's funny Yeah, so this guy had a huge gap in his career, the guy yelling it out in the car, from 98 to 2014. Wikipedia says he graduated law school in 98, so that explains it. He became an attorney and he retired from acting. Uh, Due to his son's special needs, he's moved into the field of law involving children's educational rights. And we'll talk about her in a minute, but the actress who plays his wife, Marla Fries, she 
left acting to work as an international psychic medium and transformational spiritual life coach. And mm-hmm. she was only in this episode. She's the only one with like sort of a credit list. Uh, most of these people have not done much um, or a couple haven't. Definitely the kids have not done it. The two kids in this episode didn't do anything after this. They only did this. So she did The Ice Cream Man, Lois and Clark, The Practice, and North. I'm going to get to other people later when I was giving a speech because I believe that's when they were shown. So... Oh, please. What's wrong with you people? All right, so I made a teeny little mistake actually leaving on Labor Day, but it's done. We're in hell. Let's enjoy it. It's our vacation, for God's sake. Just look around. Tell me what you see. I can see our house. Great, Dad. Five hours on the road and we're almost home. Dope. Idiot. Buffoon. I, I, I got another idea. Oh, put up the top so we don't get a wind burn. That's it. I'm falling it right into this bus. No, 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 you start, Daddy. Hey, Alaska. Hey. Hey. Asia. Bud. Hey. Africa. Kel. A. Hey, she's really trying. I know. I know. Now I found it odd. All of the places they picked started and ended with A. I almost wondered if I didn't understand the rules of the game. I thought that they could say, like, Alaska, and then it ended with A, then they go A. And then they could say, like, Albuquerque. No? Right. I don't know. My my friends know better than to invite me to game night. I'm just the worst at games. (laughs) Why did they all end and start with A? I didn't understand that part, but... So then, obviously, you know the one that Kelly couldn't answer, right? Like, what would she? What would be the easiest answer she could have said? Well, first thing I thought of was Alabama right. before she said Alabama. <laughs> oh, I thought it was it would could have been America. Oh, well, that's good too. That seems so <laughs> so easy, right? And she couldn't even get it. For, uh, yeah, but maybe it's because I'm from the South. First thing I thought of was Alabama. Uh, Al finally puts the radio on, which I've been suggesting this whole time. Hey, we need some music. That'll get us out of this. How about some good old American road music? And for some reason, he could only get the most bizarre songs I've ever heard in my life out of a radio. Like, where's the rock stations? Where is anything? Where's the 80s station? Where's any good station on that radio? It ain't like it's the Dodge. Like, if it was the Dodge, you could figure, oh, he only has these stations. It's a nice, beautiful new car. It's just, I don't know. Peg runs to the house to go to the bathroom. (laughs) 
is like looking at all the cars on the way as if she, like they're all friends now like she's saying hi to her neighbors meanwhile you never talk to any of these people while you were in your car peg like why are you saying hi and doing this and that as if you know them all it's like the funniest thing it's like yeah i get the joke but you don't really have any really you didn't talk to these people earlier and just say hey so how how you doing blah blah nothing Everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm late, but I, uh, I took a nap and ate and oh, watched the premiere of All Night Security, dude. <laughs> you know, I think it's the part that Eric Estrada was born to play. Did I miss anything? Yes, Peg, you did. Kids, show Mommy what she missed. This You're gonna sucks, rot Daddy. Daddy. Hey, you're not my father. We wanna go home. We wanna go home. <laughs> About four hours of that, Peg, that's what you missed. Jane, you couldn't wait for me, huh? All right, look. It's almost nine o'clock. Traffic always thins out about now. So everybody, buckle your seatbelts up. Because any minute now, we ride. Okay, kids, rise and shine. No sense in starting the day with stupid questions. <laughs> and I guess, can we get into this? Now that they were there in the day, they were there for five hours, then they're there at 9 p.m., then they're there in the morning again. Can we get into, like, what the hell we think was the holdup here? And are you disappointed that we never found out? Kind of, yeah. I think that there could have been a joke to be had maybe you know right at the end where it was something stupid and they just get out of the car and kick some more ass like it was a family of ducks that were crossing the road and something stupid like i just i can't think of like what would be the dumbest reason you ever see those old cartoons like uh the warner brother ones maybe where there was this whole huge traffic jam and they just pan uh they they panned all the way up starting from the back all the way to the front um, then they finally get to the very front because it's always the thing like what the hell is, is the first guy doing? You always wonder that when you're sitting in traffic so long. So you go – they pan all the way up to the very first car and it's just uh, a girl putting lipstick on in a rearview mirror <laughs> where their car stopped. That's about right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's always like uh, the big thing, like what is the first idiot doing? I always wondered for years, what, how the hell is there? Why doesn't everybody just keep going? How is it not moving? The only right. way that it wouldn't is if a, there was an accident and the cars were spun out across the entire highway or something. Like other than that, and that usually isn't the case. So you wonder what the hell do people keep doing? You know, mm-hmm. you would imagine why doesn't everybody just want to keep driving? Well, somehow it just happens. Whether it's getting off of exits, whether it's Whatever it is, somehow traffic just doesn't move anymore, whether it's tolls or whatever. It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. One day you'll look 
see I've gone For tomorrow may rain So I'll follow the sun Someday you'll know I was the one But tomorrow may rain So I'll follow the sun And now the time has come And so my love I must go So it's daytime, and they say Al reeks, uh, and reek is uh, it means you stink. Uh, I I remember when I was a kid, I know what reek meant, so I just figured maybe other people don't know, <laughs> so I'll just say that. <laughs> Al gets on the hood of his car and gives a speech about what reeks. Well, let me tell you what reeks, okay? Now, what reeks is this facade that we call Labor Day. Honk if you hate Labor Day. You know what else reeks? Families reek. Honk if you hate families. Because they are truly the reason Labor Day reeks. Once a year, they're on these highways and byways. What do they say? We hate this. We hate you. Idiot. Moron. Buffoon daddy. <laughs> Buffoon daddy. But what about us? The ones who truly labor. We're on this stinking road every day, choking and wheezing, marching along like lemmings to a horrible screaming death. Who cries for us, Argentina? <laughs> Not our families, but we can't expect that. The yoke on the oxen feels no guilt. <laughs> but what we can expect. They start cutting to the shots of everyone that's stuck in traffic listening to Al. And I guess their direction was to act like you're really into everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. To, to sell his monologue here. Mm-hmm. So some of those people I'll mention because it's pretty important. Now, one of those guys was Norris from earlier episodes such as but i didn't shoot the deputy the poker game earth angel requiem for a dead barber now he's here now he will come back as norris uh this season and uh if al had a hammer he's going to be norris again but then he's going to become a guy named leonard van pelt he'll be al's feet in 1992 he'll be gorgo (laughs) wait what yeah (laughs) Uh, he'll be a parachuter in 1992. Black Bert. He's going to come back for that Peggy and the Pirates episode as well. Wow. So that guy, Jerry, was a pirate. So is he. Hmm. Um, he's going to be a referee in the fight of the Bumblebee. And he's going to be a vendor in Beerly Men or something. Uh, <laughs> and another person that's in here, that Gita, she has been in a ton of Married with Children stuff. Uh, just too many to mention, starting with Thinergy, Tooth or Consequence, Agony Defeat, and this one, and she's going to go on all the way to 97. 
she'll be on this show. So uh, her name is uh, Gita Isaac. Mm-hmm. So those are two of the people in the in the cars listening out speech. Is it on our one lousy stinking day off? Traffic can move us to our lousy stinking pathetic destinations. <laughs> our polluted beaches, our burning forests, our wheezing grandmas. To our family barbecues with Uncle Otto and his runny eye. <laughs> but does the highway department prepare for us? Are they out here helping us? Are they out there in front of us by that first damn car that caused this traffic jam saying, Step on the gas, you moron! Let the 20 million people pass! They are not. Why? Because they don't care. And that, my friends, is what really reeks. So let's face it, we're not moving. We're just lining up to die. But let's show them that the American spirit is not dead. So join me, will you, on this, our Labor Day, and get out of your cars and tear this highway to bits. Go in your trunks. Get your tire irons and your road flares. Burn, baby, burn. Vengeance is over. After we had the f- the fight with the other family. Yeah. Because what I was hoping they would do is, you know, like move on a little bit. Some, get somewhere else and do something right with it, you know, but it just got stale when mm-hmm. all we were doing is sitting in traffic and there, and it just kind of ran out of things to do, you know, and by the time we got to his speech, I mean, to me, and it didn't even really make any sense. Yeah. I, like it does. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and like when people started cheering for him, I'm like, why are you cheering? He's like delusional. I don't- He's rambling. <laughs> He's, he's rambling, exactly. There's one thing that's pretty uh, interesting to the diehard fans. It's when he says family barbecues with Uncle Otto and his runny eye. Now, yeah. that obviously is from the season two finale, All in the Family. Irwin and Uncle Otto come over with the three triplets. Remember they ran away and they were looking for him? Mm-hmm. Al goes over to Marcy and Steve's house and then he gets them two to start bickering with each other. And Steve starts complaining about Marcy's mother and her runny eye. Oh. And how she leaves wadded bits of Kleenex everywhere. <laughs> In this joke, they combined the two and acted like Otto had the runny eye. Mm. Yep. So that's kind of interesting to do something like that. Just combine it for a weird... Uh, non-real relation or half relation, right? Yeah, that is kind of odd. But I almost appreciate it just the same, you know. So Al's basic point of this whole speech is that the highway department is not helping clear up this traffic because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe because it's Labor Day and it's a holiday and they're not working. Right. Right. Yeah. And the one line that I appreciated was when he says, let's show them that the American spirit is not dead because it's funny because in the movie, one of my favorite movies ever, Point Break, 
when Bodie is giving a speech to the guys of why they shouldn't stop robbing banks and freak out just because they almost got caught this one time, he cites two things. He says, Come on, think about it. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. They both talk about sitting in traffic and inching (laughs) along in freeways and that the spirit is still alive. Like, how weird is that? I wonder, could you imagine if the writer of Point Break is a Married with Children fan? Like, this came out right before Point Break did. So they might have been getting filmed at the same time even. I don't even know, but... Um, that's kind of weird that they both happen roughly the same time. <laughs> or maybe the American spirit was just really alive in 1990. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, falling down was around the same time too. So. True. Oh, wow. I feel like, yeah, there was a good premise to it. You felt like it was going somewhere and I did get why he was saying it, um, to a certain extent, like certain lines, um, I picked up on, but I think at that point in the episode, it, it suffered from, not going anywhere, like you said. It just kind of, they stayed in one location for too long, I think. I think maybe if they kind of structured it, maybe if they went back to the house, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter where they go from there as long as it's um, as long as long it's something else. Because, yeah, I felt like we were in that moment um, or in that area for far too long. And then with the speech coming in, I didn't, uh, I see where they were going. I just didn't feel like it, it matched up or pertained to the to the rest of the episode beforehand. Like I right. always felt like they just didn't know how to end it. Honestly. Yes, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I think that they were grasping for something to do. Right. I half agree with you too. Um, I'll say that I didn't find it to be a negative that they were still in the car the whole time and and didn't really go anywhere. I, I kind of settled into that and what it is, and it's funny that they're still there. It was a little ridiculous. Like, I did feel like, oh, come on. Like, now we're getting, like, nothing moved at all afoot mm-hmm. in almost 24 hours. That just would never... And no, I'm not looking for realism when I watch this show. And I get what they're doing, but it did seem... A, it's almost hard to suspend disbelief with that right. extreme. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, and then when they started shooting the scenes of the people listening to him and really being into it and like nodding and agreeing with him, they unfortunately chose to shoot or show those uh, little snippets of people's reactions during a point when Al wasn't really making any. He was sort of like rambling, and it, I wasn't really. Al was more in like rambling on mode. Like Argentina and the yoke on the back of the bice, uh, the oxen or whatever. And so it just seemed, it felt a little like awkward and forced because it wasn't during any real parts that I would be into. The premise is pretty great. It's uh, probably one of these two guys were stuck in traffic many times. And they just want to kill the guy in front and they want to wonder why this can't get fixed. Aren't they going to change anything about the roads? Blah, blah, blah. Something has to change. Move the tolls further, make them double the price, whatever it is, so that there's less tolls, whatever it is. they pr- That's a great idea. Let's make an episode of that. Of course, the Bundy's perfect. Let's have them fight with people that are in traffic with them. It is great. Mm-hmm. They had all that stuff going. 
Well, Al, uh, traffic starts moving even then. After he tells everybody to tear up the highway with like crowbars and everything. And I thought it was odd that even the family that they beat up got out of their car. And they were listening and they did what he said too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like they understood him. They understood why they kicked their ass. Yep. So Al rolls a foot. He gets a flat tire. Has to get up. Oh, everybody bails out on the whole family. Flat tire. (laughs) Everyone Come on, kids. We can still catch Mark Spitz and Greg Luganis in swim gyms. It's a story about synchronized swimmers that solve crimes in their spare time. Fine. Go. I don't need you. I got my people. People. I've got a flat tire. Who will help me? Al gets on the hood. He has to tell everybody he has a flat. And now that he's the cause of the whole traffic jam, uh, he asks for help. They're not having it. They all throw stuff at him. They surround him on the hood of his car to kick the snot out of him right there on the hood of the car. And the freeze frame of the episode is the guy he beat up earlier grabbing him and about to crack him in the head with a crowbar. (laughs) So we'll be right back. (laughs) no ma'am we'll be right back to wrap up this week's review be sure to join their facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates be sure to subscribe to them on the apple podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show to subscribe to their youtube channel just go to channels and search up married with children podcast now they're available on the tv time app Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. How many hours are we sitting in Labor Day traffic for this episode, Dan. Oh, man, this was kind of a hard one to rate. Um, but I think at the end of the day, with everything that we said about it, it started off really strong. I'd give it a solid uh, four out of five. Um, real quick, we didn't really mention what we thought of this set. That was a pretty believable set, right? The highway? That's good. I dug it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it looked good. All right, Jamie, how many hours are you going to sit in Labor Day traffic for this episode? Well, I really do like this episode, and I know I said that it had a low point, and that's just it. It's just a low point of this episode, but it's still not bad. I think this episode overall is very funny. Uh, I'm going to say 4.5. Can I do 0.5s? Yeah. We do 0.5s. Sure can, we? Jamie. Yeah. I'll do a 4.5. I'm just knocking it down a little bit. No, no, I get it. I get it. You know, his speech, he rambled a little bit. I understand it's, it would have been almost perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I also give it a 4.5 out of 5. This was a really strong episode. It was really interesting to see that opener. You see catch up with everyone's life. It's a great opener overall, really. 
The whole bit sitting in the car is really funny. And Al's speech, uh, it's, you know, we pointed out a couple things about it, but I mean, uh, it trails off. He, he gets into some weird territory like the the glue on the ox's back or the the something you can't smell. The, I don't know. It was like he, he got into some weird territory, but 85% of his speech was pretty gripping. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I, I really do really like this episode. Uh, we were pretty close to releasing this on Labor Day, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. only a month away. I mean, whenever you do a summer episode and you're legitimately sweating while you do it, I think you're in those <laughs> <laughs> those guidelines for sure. Yeah. Now, um, and Alex, I have a question for you too, man. Uh, seeing all these, and uh, Jamie as well, because we talked about season four and five, right? Being like the best ones yeah. against it. Okay. And I'm just going off a of feeling just because of seeing what I've seen in season four and kind of where the show is heading. Would you categorize the season as like one of the more fun ones without before they kind of really go very over the top with it? Um, yeah, this probably this probably is the season of the perfect blend of ridiculousness and right. greatness. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Yeah, I just got that feeling going. And then in. when Jefferson comes in, it's fun. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like the cherry on top. Like, get out of here, Steve. I get out of here, Steve. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I feel it. I, I, I can just tell by the episodes kind of the way it's heading. And um when when this episode started it, it did give that sense of like a revitalization in a sense and it gives I'm not talking about just particularly with the sets because we've seen sets before, obviously, that they use that they wouldn't normally use, like, you know, other than the house or whatever. But um I feel like they can really veer off now. And, and do some fun things with it. Um, but like I said, without, uh, like like Jamie said uh, in, in the wrap-up show on season four, it's not like they're going to Hawaii or anything. It's not like those kind of episodes per se, but it's somewhere in between where you can get out of the house a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. I forgot to say, the thing I do like, uh, I loved was when Bud ha- holds the kid's head out of the car window and is like wailing on his stomach or chest or something. <laughs> Like he yeah. just keeps doing the uppercut to him while he's holding his head out of the window of the car. I forgot to say that. Uh, but that's what I liked a lot. So, yeah, guys, that's it. Um, pretty iconic stuff. Everybody remembers the episode where the bunnies were in Labor Day traffic. Guys, tune in next week while we review Al with Kelly. Kelly gets sick and Al is forced to play nursemaid.